Hello everyone and welcome to Friend Diagram. This is the podcast where two friends catch up and find common ground between their favorite media. I'm Remy. I'm Kat. And today we will be doing an update on Stranger Things Season 4, originally discussed in Episode 7. Warning, spoilers ahead. Oh man, I love an update. I get so excited. Yeah. So today we are going to talk about Stranger Things Season 4, which I watched, I wrapped up watching a couple of weeks ago, but we had other updates to do and other episodes, so we didn't get around to talking about it right after I finished it. I talked about it as my favorite piece of media in Episode 7. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. When we talked about devolution as well. Yes. The big feet. The big feet. (laughs) The big feet quandary. (laughs) But yeah, so I watched that while I was on my East Coast vacation. And yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. And I'll just kick things off by saying that I loved this season. I think in terms of ranking the seasons, it would go season one is still my favorite, and then this season, season four, Wow, I would say. I think it even beats out number two, and then season three would be last. And I definitely discussed, I'm not sure if I discussed it on the episode or just between us, that I was feeling a little apprehensive about watching season four, just because I didn't love season three as much as I was expecting to. Right. But I'm really glad that I decided to watch season four, and I I really thought they hit it out of the park. Obviously, with every season, there's things that I like, things that I don't like, but I felt very positive about it. Gosh, there's just a whole host of characters, and I just have them listed out with thoughts. Okay. I thought Eddie was great. Big fan of Eddie. He was very sweet. Yeah. Justice for Eddie. Yeah, and it's been out so long. I don't know. I feel like we can get into spoilers a little bit more in the update episode. I agree. I think I'm going to be spoiler heavy, and if you haven't watched it, go back to episode 7 if you want kind of a less spoilered version of this and come back to this once you've watched it if you don't want spoilers. I particularly loved Robin in this season, Maya Hawke's character. Mm-hmm. She was introduced in season three and I kind of didn't expect her to have such a prominent role in season four, but I was pleasantly surprised. I thought that she made this really nice shift from kind of being cooler than Steve and like just kind of like above it all in season three. She was very, very cool and like level-headed and I thought in season three. And then in this season, we get a lot more of her like goofy idiosyncrasies, getting like really nervous to talk to this girl that she likes and some like really cute interactions between her and Steve. And we also get a lot more of her like awkward oversharing in the season, yeah. which I love. I find that very relatable. <laughs> and I liked her interactions with Nancy this season. I thought they were very uh, rich with comedic relief. Yeah, I enjoyed that team up a lot. Like that wasn't a team up I 
ever anticipated wanting or needing, but mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I think it's a testament to the show that they are the two two really prominent female leads in their mm-hmm. age bracket, and when you put them side by side, you see that they're very different. And yes. I think that's a, a great uh, attribute that they're both... I, I mean, I hear a lot of great positive feedback about both of them as characters. Mm-hmm. And I think they were great together. And yeah. I think they have really different strengths and really different weaknesses. And I just loved their juxtaposition. It was really interesting and I liked it a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I think it definitely showed a different side of Nancy's personality that we haven't really gotten to see before. We haven't seen her interact with a female character since Barb in season one. Yeah. And that was a very... They were at odds in that first season. Uh, They were kind of arguing a lot and not getting along and so i just think that it showed this new side of nancy's personality where she's interacting with somebody who isn't her sibling or her love interest and Mm -hmm. i thought that was really important and something i didn't realize i was missing from that so i thought that was really cool and really well done i just wrote down chrissy's boyfriend was yikes um that guy man Vigilante, high school vigilantes is a very terrifying aesthetic. Mm-hmm. He sucked. I was more scared of him than I was of Vecna. Yeah. But that actor did a really good job. I thought that he was very convincing. Um, <laughs> yeah, he very much embodied a total shitbag from from yeah. the first minute he's on screen. Oh, I hate the like pep rally. I could like yeah. physically cringed when he was like yeah. Chrissy baby. Oh, I love I you. Hate and it. I was like I hate I'd it. rather die. Can you imagine if Chrissy has survived longer than she had? I feel like in five years, that's the memory that would keep her up at night. It's like, remember when my high school boyfriend, like, called me out in front of our entire school and then said he loved me? Like, that would be my nightmare. Yeah, that was very cringe. I hate that. I hate anyone that thinks that's acceptable. Oh, it's so (laughs) gross. But, like, very, very high school. Totally, like, believable high school. Oh, yeah. And I also liked how they portrayed his relationship with Chrissy because it was so superficial. Clearly, she was not talking to him about everything she was going through. She was clearly experiencing lots of trauma and was like seeing the counselors. She was having these really horrible headaches and all of these like symptoms that are leading up to Vecna's attack. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, she would never do drugs. Nothing was yeah, wrong. Yeah, of course. And I was like, wow, like idiot. you don't know anything about this person that you say you're in love with. Yeah, her chemistry with Eddie was 1,000 times better in that mm-hmm. single conversation that we yeah. <laughs> saw at the picnic table. Yeah. So anyways, that was really scary. I didn't love that. Jason as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Not, my, not a fan. No. There's just a lot going on in Hawkins. Yeah. I guess if if we're talking about Jason and we're talking about the end, how much did you love when he, like, was bisected by the earthquake? 
<laughs> or whatever you want to I don't call think it. I even caught it. I was like, yeah, well, that guy's just gonna be somewhere. No, he I think I must have missed it. Like split in two when Good. The, the house. Fuck that guy. Apart. Yeah, it was great. I was like my the favorite part. My favorite part of the finale. That's <laughs> <laughs> my new favorite part. I was yeah. I. I must have missed it because I was thinking about like, oh, wow, that's a big plot hole because that guy's going to be like, I saw Sadie Sink flying in the air. No, he um, dies immediately. That's yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> he had it coming. Yeah. I mean, he was the one who took it upon himself to like go hunt people down by himself yeah. and not let the police do their fucking job. Yeah. Also, I feel like that actor, he's like 30 years old. I really have a hard time imagining <laughs> him in high school. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's true. They really could have <laughs> casted someone a little closer to high school age. Yeah, He's that's a full-grown adult male. Like, he, he could be working in finance right now. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he works in finance. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Hawkins, there was a lot going on. I felt like Hawkins. I mean, I haven't even touched on Steve. What the fuck is wrong with me? There was a lot of there was a lot going on in Hawkins. You're right. I was like, now to move on to the California crew, and I haven't talked about the most important person. The most important. Well, I like I said in the episode, the Hawkins scenario was my favorite. Yeah, of the mm-hmm. season. Do you agree? Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. I was really stressed about the California crew, and Russia was great, but there was also a lot going on. Um, Steve. Steve. Goddamn. I love him. Um, I love I love every interview I've ever watched with Joe Keery. I, like, what a good person. And I love, I love what he says when... They're, like, walking through the Upside Down. I think they're in the Upside Down. Or they're, like, walking through the woods on their way to the Upside Down. But he's talking with Nancy. And he's saying, like, if I would have had the opportunity to, like, grow in a relationship the way I grew in our relationship and then been with you, I really wonder how things would be different. And I I thought that was just, like, such a mature thing to be thinking about. And how brave Steve is to kind of be vulnerable like that and say like I wasn't the best person when we first started dating and like I've grown and I have regrets and I just wonder how things could have been different and that vulnerability to an ex that you're still very much into is admirable I thought I loved that discussion. I thought it was very mature. I think it could play either way. Like, it could Mm -hmm. be something that, yes, does look appealing to Nancy, but it could also be something that could just serve to give her closure. And, like, you know, I know I wasn't the best in our relationship, and I acknowledge that, and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm glad we're cool now. Like, there's nothing wrong with just... um, you know, saying that without any intention of, like, trying to win her over or anything like that. I think it was good either way. And I think Steve has really good boundaries in this season. He's not like, oh, Jonathan's not here, so I'm gonna, like, swoop in. They just have this, like, natural chemistry, and Mm -hmm. I think 
It was very respectful. Everything was super respectful. They were just talking about their previous relationships. I thought it was perfect boundaries. I think Nancy needs to make up her damn mind. Yeah. And so does Jonathan, honestly. Jonathan seems like he doesn't know what the fuck he wants either. Um, He wants to smoke weed and live his best life out in California, and that's great. Yeah. Then do that and don't waste other people's time. Right. He knows Steve what he wants to have want. six kids. Mm-hmm. But Jonathan knows he doesn't want to go to college, which is fine. Like, I want Jonathan to do exactly yeah. what he wants to do, but he should tell Nancy. And he should be honest with himself and with Nancy. I think right. that that's part of it. But yeah, like, I mean, he wants to be with his friend too. Like, yeah. he's going to go to. I think community college where his friend is going. And I think that's valid. He's definitely making it worse by waiting. Mm -hmm. I would be perfectly happy with Steve and Nancy not ending up together. I just think that Steve's growth and his willingness to be vulnerable and honest about just where he's at is really important. And I just hope that he survives the next season and he finds love with somebody. I also love that it's not Robin. You start to see him growing close to this other female lead that they've put into uh, the series. And Steve is even kind of like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to go now. This is the next closest person. But then he's perfectly like, oh, I was misreading the vibe here. And (laughs) I will completely respect that vibe shift. And I love that they just pivoted into being best friends after that. Like it didn't it didn't make it weird and no one was mad. They just became really good friends and coworkers. So cute. I love their friendship. I love their whole energy with one another. Just so wholesome. But I will say while Jonathan and Nancy aren't like vibing right now, Jonathan is not just forgotten. He is still a big brother, and he is doing a fantastic job in that role. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I really liked seeing, like, now that he's kind of away from Nancy, seeing how he interacts with Will. I love that a consistent part of Jonathan's nature is that he's very observant about the people around him, and... He has a lot of moments in this season where he's just kind of quietly observing a situation and taking, you can see him taking in a lot of information about that. And I just thought the actor that plays Jonathan did a really fantastic job kind of showing that aspect of his character. There's some really good character development in the California crew. Poor Elle. That was the most painful part of the whole series for me was just like watching her try to navigate school and not have any real support system and uh fucking angela angela (laughs) she deserved to be hit in the face with the skate and listen big time the oh my god the scene where I felt the most internal pain, though, was when they're out in the schoolyard and oh, Elle just, like, sticks out her hand and screams. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, God. And, like, the dynamic between Will and Elle <laughs> is painful. 
Everything's painful about the California crew. Yeah. Mike showing up. Mike's just a fucking dweeb. I like, don't like that kid. Public enemy number one. <laughs> Mike is, uh, Mike needs to grow up drastically. Yes. Like, yeah. Mike has, yeah, I don't know. Hopper needs to yell at him again, I think. Yeah. So now on to the Russia crew. I love Murray. He is my favorite character. I love him. He really shines this season. I'm so happy for him. He was shining in season three, but in season four, he just really came into his own. Mm -hmm. And I love his his and Joyce's dynamic with one another. Um, I can't believe Joyce left behind all of her children in the united states and just (laughs) went to russia um i get it but also maybe your high son is not the best person to leave many many children alone with i love that dinner scene where she is telling them that she's going to alaska for work for a work conference and that entire just the entire dinner is painful so funny (laughs) so funny it's so good. I love the look. So Mike says, like, she didn't look fine, referencing the girl with the roller skate. <laughs> yeah. Injury. <laughs> and uh, Will and Eleven both look at him just like, come on, dude. Now's not the time to be a little bitch in their eyes. And that was oh. great. Also, I don't know how getting arrested and getting sent to juvie works, Mm -hmm. but I feel like your parent probably has to be present for some kind of thing before you get sent to jail. Oh, yeah. It was completely inappropriate for her to be interrogated without a... a Yeah, I know. I was like, this is not how it works. No. That's not it. If that was the way the plot line had, like, fully played out, Joyce would have had some words with some more police officers. Mm-hmm. Joyce is amazing. I love Winona Ryder and everything about her. She's uh-huh. just so good. I love how fucking crazy she is all the time. She's very I strange. love her with the magnets. I love her chemistry with the science teacher in season three. I love her chemistry with Hopper. I love her fear of commitment. I love everything about her. I love when she stands Hopper up on the date and then just refuses to acknowledge it. She's like, but my magnets. I love it. So good. Enzo was cool as fuck. Yeah. I liked that guy. Thought for sure he was going to do some trickery. Did not trust him. Did not trust that guy. (laughs) At all. I wrote Murray's name and then just farts next to it. Did you notice how he was kind of like the the linchpin of the momentum in the final battle in the yeah. finale? Uh-huh. I loved that. I uh, loved him being the star of turning so, things around. Oh, so good. He was finally able to shine the way he deserves. He shone when he used his karate. That is true. I loved that. That is true, but he literally turned the tides on the entire final (laughs) boss fight for the two and a half hour finale when he had his flamethrower. Yeah. I love a good flamethrower. A good flamethrower is all you need. I really liked the whole Vecna storyline. I thought that landed really well. 
I picked up on that something weird was going to be happening with Henry, I think his name was. Yes. um, When we were having all of these flashbacks with him. Oh god, how much did you love the interrogation of the children that were caught in the lake? (laughs) It was so good. It was so so good. It was Um, a terrible interrogation, (laughs) but it was really funny. I, I love that it. compilation you sent, and it labeled that section as, like, the Hawkins crew <laughs> sharing one communal brain cell. <laughs> and I was like, yes. I love Lucas's facial expressions during that whole scene, because he just, like, <laughs> whenever they say something that contradicts the other, mm-hmm. his eyes get really wide, and he makes a funny face. I love it. Um, did I tell you about the child on the plane? No. Shout out to this kid on the plane on my flight back from vacation. I was watching Stranger Things on my phone on the flight. And um, this little boy next to me, he had to have been like second or third grade, was like, tap, tap, tap. Do you on watch you? Stranger Things? Yeah. He's like, tap, tap, tap. <laughs> you watch Stranger Things? And I was like, yeah, I really like Stranger Things. And he's like, I'm on season four. And I was like, ooh, is it really scary? And he was like, yeah, it's really scary. Oh. But I I thought it was just a really nice interaction. That is really sweet. Oh. Also, how did they not teach the children there to read and write? Okay. Here's something I want to say that I can't believe no one has addressed on any Stranger Things pod I listen to. Mm Mm-hmm. Why is it that all the other children... At the, you know, I almost called it the Human Brain Project. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's it. That's not not it. (laughs) All of the other children at Hawkins Lab speak Mm -hmm. normally. Mm -hmm. Why does Eleven (laughs) not? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. And, like, she's, like, not able to do school because she can't read and write well. Yeah, and like do math. It's fucking painful. Also, I just feel like they need to get her a tutor and help her because the kids are so mean. Yeah, they really I threw her into the deep end. Just yeah. Like, high school with high like school, no formal school. schooling. Yeah. And poor Will the whole time is just watching her life crash and burn. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know what to do. What can he do? Nothing. Tell her not to build a fucking diorama of her dad. Was so sad. I know. I and also, why was that girl so mean? I just I don't think I've ever seen anybody be that mean ever in front of a teacher. You don't make fun of somebody for being an orphan. Yeah, that teacher was doing a bad job. Everyone was doing a bad job. All of the authority figures, I have zero faith in. <laughs> zero faith in any authority figures based on season four. I really want Elle to be taken out of school. Just because there's, she can't, she can't go into public school now. She can't. I want her to be homeschooled by Murray Bauman. (laughs) Oh my God. And Nancy. Nancy can help too if she wants. I think the two of them could give her a really well-rounded education. (laughs) Can you imagine being educated by Murray though? Because you would know the most wild shit. Mm -hmm. I love him. But yeah, I just thought it was really good. I liked it. And I want to watch it again now. (laughs) I watched those compilations you sent. You always have the best compilations. 
We need to make a, a YouTube channel where people can go watch the compilations <laughs> you suggest. My thoroughly curated compilation of compilations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. That's all I got. What did you think about Jamie Campbell Bauer, his character, the orderly guy? I thought he was lab. great. I wanted him to be a good guy. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. he was so creepy. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, it was funny because in those compilations you sent me, it was like mm-hmm. the I can fix him girls. And I was like, oh, I'm so firmly in that category. Oh, and I no. hate that about my. Oh, no. That's so like, funny. Oh, no. That's um, hilarious. Well, I don't think he can be fixed, but I, but if he wasn't Vecna yet and he was just the orderly guy that was real fucked up, I would say he probably maybe could be fixed at that point. <laughs> I just didn't like how he talked to Elle. (laughs) Yeah, he was definitely manipulative. Definitely not good at that point in time. I don't know. I fell for it. I was like, this is a good guy. And then all of a sudden, he was saying some real weird stuff. And I was like, oh, oh, not good. This guy is a bad dude. I was like, yes, I've seen all the blood. And now I know who did the blood. Mm Mm-hmm. The way that they revealed those memories was very interesting. Like, all of Elle's memories coming back to her from that really traumatic incident. Yeah. Maybe that's why she can't talk as good as everyone else was because, like, that really traumatic thing happened and then she repressed so much. Maybe that's why. Because I can't remember how she talked when she was just, like, in the facility. I think she just tended to be quiet. Yeah. I'm really glad you liked it overall. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I'm really excited for season five. And yeah, hopefully it won't take as long to come out. I know. That's the exact same thing that I was thinking. Yeah. I want a spinoff series where it's just Murray. Oh my god. Murray's homeschool for wayward children. (laughs) I love him so much. And I love how every season he's just like... Trying to get people to deal with their relationship yes. issues. Oh, thank you, Murray. Oh, wait. Can I say one more person yeah. that I wanted to praise, um, but just kind of ran out of time when I did my episode? Yeah. I really loved um, Eddie Munson's uncle, uh, oh, the guy who yeah. owns the trailer. Oh, I particularly man. liked his conversation with Dustin at the end like the end of the finale I thought that was really a really touching conversation it was really sad but I cried I loved it it was so sad that actor that plays his uncle is really good I loved that guy yeah and he wasn't in it a ton but every scene he was in he killed it yeah I really like that character he was so sweet he always believed in Eddie. Great yeah. performance. He was good. Eddie was good. Yeah, poor Eddie. And when he cuts the rope, he like takes down the rope and like moves yeah. the bed so that Dustin can't get back through. Freaking Eddie, man. So good. And Eddie had some like really good funny moments too. Definitely. But uh I just I grew attached and then he was gone. I hate that. <laughs> you can't just give this thing to me and then rip it away 
Would I have traded anyone else? No. Oh, and I thought what they did with Max was really interesting. I don't know how I feel about it, and I don't know where it's going to go, but clearly mm-hmm. they've got a plan. I hope so. Oh, what did you think about Dear Billy, the fourth episode, where she uh, gets vecna basically, and they're in the graveyard, yeah, and they have to play the song for her? That was, like, my favorite scene of the whole series, I think. I thought it was really emotionally impactful. Yes, it was very emotionally impactful. Um, I definitely agree with that. I liked it. I thought it was really sad. And as we all know, I don't like uh. <laughs> I don't like sad emotions, but I thought it was good and I thought it was well done and very visually beautiful. Like, I mean, all of like the Vecna suspension scenes are very interestingly shot and I think that they always like look visually intriguing and i thought (laughs) we were gonna get a never-ending story type moment for lucas and max because i when like the walkman breaks at the very end and max is like suspended in the air and lucas Mm -hmm. is like fighting with jason i thought lucas was gonna start singing the song and i was like oh my god this is gonna be great Mm -hmm. and uh that never happened i was like well you have an instrument right here (laughs) i don't know it's like you know the words probably maybe yeah Yeah. and i was so sad because you like start seeing max like let down those walls and start to like smile again and then it all gets ripped from her so close and i was like sobbing when she was like, I don't want to die. I'm not yeah. ready to die. Oh, I was like, look, just tears streaming <laughs> down my face. <laughs> and I was like, no. Oh, man. I think I cried more in that season than I've cried in any of the other ones. I'll agree. I mean, I cried when Bob died, but I can't definitely, think of another death. Definitely the part where Elle reads Hop's letter at the end of oh. season three. God, that was fucking sad. I can't. <laughs> you totally like that blocked that out so of sad. your memory last time. I know. You insisted <laughs> it didn't happen. I know. <laughs> I was, I cr- when I rewatched it, I like just <laughs> full on ugly crying. I Yeah, that was bad. God, it's sad. Uh, and when they us. reunite, I was yeah. happy crying. I swear, I just cried for like a whole hour. During the finale. (sighs) Off and on. That's the benefit of long-term character investment. Everything just hits so much harder now. Oh, I don't like that. It feels so good. (laughs) (laughs) Feels feels good. It feels cathartic. It's like, I wish that there was a service that would make uh, just like the Sparknotes versions of every Netflix show or movie where, like, either all of the scary scenes are taken out and you just see, like, a visual description, kind of like Star Wars style, where it, like, scrolls up the screen Uh, mm -hmm. and you just read the scary parts, or um, you just, like, read a quick synopsis of the sad part (laughs) and uh, (laughs) you don't have to experience the emotion. You just get, like, the spark notes of all of the emotional parts. Yeah, emotional censorship. (laughs) 
I would love to be the person that makes the cliff notes. <laughs> you should. You can make them for me. Oh you can, my like, God. do timestamps for me and yeah. then be like, skip from here to here and read this description. Oh my God. That would be so much fun. You could make me a little audio. It's just me talking over them, being like, well, <laughs> this is what's really yeah. happening here. <laughs> I just turn the movie on mute and then I put on the, the audio guidance from Remy. <laughs> oh my god. It's like a guided tour. Thanks for joining us this week on Friend Diagram. Thank you to Tyler Seek for the creation of our intro and outro music. Did you take any of our recommendations? Have any thoughts on the show? Let us know at frienddiagrampod at gmail.com and we might read your email on a future episode. If you can, please take a moment to rate and review the show on your podcast app of choice and we'll see you back here same place next week. Bye for now.